0: Welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast, where we are finding adventure and the God of every day. And now, your host, Will Ratcliffe. So, quick story about my son. When he heard I was doing a podcast in the very beginning, he got pretty excited and asked me, Dad, you know you can make money with a podcast. How are you going to make money? I just had to laugh and let him know, yeah, that wasn't the plan. I've got a full-time job, so I don't have to worry about making money from the podcast. And I really just want this to be a blessing for people. And as long as I feel that, and that God is working here and in this, then I'll continue to keep working on it. And there may come a time when I set this up for donations, but I just, I don't feel led to do that right now. It would probably take a physical sign from God too, in order to make that happen. And I guess that's Probably a little bit of an exaggeration, but really not much of one. I just want it to be a blessing for other people. Hey, everyone. I'm Will Ratliff, and this is the Adventure Life Podcast. I was sharing with a friend this week that, for whatever reason, this week has just been a struggle to figure out what to talk about. And it's not that I don't have a list of ideas. Believe me, I do. I have a long list of ideas. But it's just been hard to narrow that down, figure out what will be helpful for people this week. Where do I sense that God may be nudging me this week? And like I've said before, I'm not perfect at this, and I certainly don't have all the answers or no every single time. If a nudge that I'm feeling is from God or just me, but I hope and pray that I am getting better at it little by little. The first thing I want to do this week, though, is share another response from a listener and friend. This is from Mark in California. And he said, I just want to say how much I've enjoyed listening to your podcast. In the first episode, when you were talking about the branch and nutrients, I started laughing because I was also thinking of Nacho Libre. Yes, a fellow Nacho Librite. Is that how you say that? And then when you said it, that, it just made me laugh even more. So I guess sick minds do think alike. Thanks, Mark, for that. Uh, but he goes on. He said, I'm sorry to hear about you losing your father. We lost my wife's mother in 2017, and that is why we moved out here to California so she can be with her grandma before she passed last year. So Mark, I'm very sorry for your losses as well. And then he says, I enjoyed hearing that someone else enjoys getting away from the city and enjoys being up in the mountains. I found that I look for more quiet places on my days off and enjoy my quiet time when I'm talking to God. Recently, we went up to a local mountain to go skiing. And since my wife doesn't ski, it was just me. Your podcast reminded me to enjoy myself, but also to slow down and take a minute to thank God for my blessings in life. And not to look at California as something negative, but more of an adventure. So thank you, Mark. You know, I know it can be tough. And, you know, it can be tougher when we feel that we're doing something that's out of necessity, maybe instead of choice. Or when we may not particularly like the situation we're in. But we know it's either where we are for the moment or for the season or where God has us, even though we prefer something else. And if we have that perspective that for now, this is where I am and I'm going to see it as an adventure or at least part of my journey. I believe that can open us up to seeing what God has for us in the midst of those situations where we feel stuck, whether it's spiritually, vocationally, or just in life in general. And he can walk with us through that and help us to see things that we can learn and grow in. And I know because I've been there. I've been in those spaces where I feel stuck, but spiritually, vocationally, I get tense, frustrated, you know, at times and have that longing to be released or to do something else or to be somewhere else, whether it's to find a new job, have that spiritual breakthrough or that answer that I've been praying for for so long, or just feel like it's okay to move to the mountains, which has been a lifelong desire of mine, you know, or whatever it is. As I've gone down this road, though, I see that if I can relax and rest in what God is doing, even if I can't understand it, then I have the capacity to learn and grow versus if I dig my heels in and fight and get frustrated. And I know from experience, y'all, it's taken me a long time to learn this. It didn't happen for me overnight, but God has continually won me into this better and more relaxed space. And one of the things I don't want to do either is get caught in a rut or plan things out so much that it locks me into a place where I'm not free to move as Father directs. I think that's something that as believers we have to be careful of. If I plan things out too far in advance, where does that leave God room to work and move? And I'm not saying that you should fly by the seat of your pants every hour of every day, either. What I am saying is that you leave margin for the Spirit to move and work in your life. Now, this is going to be harder for some than others, especially for those of you who are planners. You're going to see. now, wait there just a minute. Hold on. What? What are you talking about? I just mean that we need space in our lives for the Spirit to work. This also doesn't mean quit your job, go wander the highways looking for where God might be moving, but I believe a lot of this is bringing yourself to an awareness and an intentionality in your daily life of creating space where God can speak, where you can listen, and ultimately where you can respond. And I'm not talking about a quiet time necessarily, but that that could be helpful. But I personally don't sit down each morning, study the Bible or pray or listen. Over time, it's just become this natural way of going through my day. And again, I'm not perfect at it, but I have my radar up more now. Sometimes it's way up. And sometimes I do have to reorient myself. In the beginning, it was just a simple prayer on the way to work where I turned my radio off. I just asked God to show me where he was moving and for me to be able to to tune in, to see what he had for me that day and for me to listen to what he was saying and not what I could do for him, but where he was inviting me to join him. So maybe it was as simple as encouraging a coworker who was struggling or sending an email or text to someone that was on my mind. These are the nudges from God Have you ever experienced that where someone comes to mind maybe completely out of the blue and you're thinking about this person but wondering how in the world they even entered your mind because it's been so long since you've even thought about them or some seemingly random thought about someone or feeling enters your mind you text them. You let them know, I'm just thinking about you today and turns out they were having a really crappy day and your text cheered them up or really encouraged them. You just made space for God to move in your life and respond to a nudge to encourage someone else and speak life into their day. So that's an example of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about creating that space, and that margin for God and the spirit to work. And there are numerous ways this could happen within a day, a week or a month or a year. It could be as simple as a phone call or text. It could be leading a project at work or volunteering to help with something that maybe you normally wouldn't. It might look like starting a new friendship or healing an old one. You know, I believe it can even spill over into how we rest and relax and have fun. To that end, I used to believe that I had to give up my desires, my wants, and wishes in order to follow God, to know and follow what he desired for me. I think there's times that I have to lay aside what I want in order to follow what God wants, but I also am coming to believe that there are ways that He's gifted me and strengths that He's given me that will align with His purposes for my life. And not that I didn't used to believe that altogether. That God had gifted me. But at the same time, there was almost a sense of martyrdom for my own life. That whatever was going to make me miserable, that's probably what God would want me to do. And I think that this idea must have come somehow from you know the verse that talks about take up your cross and follow me. That I think I really twisted what it, what it really didn't mean. But it also doesn't mean that Father won't challenge us and nudge us toward difficult things. I think he's constantly pushing me outside my comfort zone. But then there are also ways in which he calls me to use my gifts and abilities to encourage others, to minister to others that fall right in line with my giftings. And this margin that I'm speaking of. I want to make sure I'm clear about this point too. It's not necessarily something extra that you're doing or extra that you have to put into your schedule or, you know, it's more it's more of a sense of weaving God into everything that you're doing and being aware of his movements and nudges throughout your day. It's continually tuning our senses and attention to who God is and how he moves and responding as we see and as we hear those things. Which to me is a much more accurate definition of worship than what we've created in the Western church. Worship isn't a service or a program, but it's this continual sense of wonder at who God is, how he moves, and how he invites us into this relationship every minute of every day. And it can express itself in thousands of ways, not just with music or singing. As we respond to those things, then those can be acts of worship to Father. So do you see how we've made rituals out of what's meant to be held within relationship? And this is coming from a former worship leader. I used to play the songs and sing them and lead people to sing them. And, you know, at one time thought that the cure for the modern church was the style of worship we use and how we did the programming. So that was pretty naive and overly simplistic on my part, because I think there's a much bigger issue there. I've come to realize that there are numerous challenges to what we've created when it comes to the Western church. And that's kind of digressing and definitely deserves its own episode at some point. But I want to get back to this idea of making space and responding to, to Father because I know there have been plenty of times that you've heard something, you've seen something, but maybe you didn't respond. You either ignored it or just kind of pushed it off to the side. So I know there's been those times too where situations happen where you felt that nudge to call someone, text someone, take on that project, help a neighbor, and you ignored it. And how do I know? Because I've done it too so many times. And that's, you know, that's okay. There's no condemnation for that. There's plenty of room and grace to make mistakes here. And there are some people that might say, well, you sinned because that was the right thing to do and you didn't do it. And to that, I say, well, maybe so, but that was covered on the cross. So I may have missed it. But now I see that that and know, now that I know my aim is to make margin for that in my life. So the next time, and I'll learn to pay attention, learn to respond, learn and see what happens. So we can view this process too as a series of experiments. I was a bit of a nerd growing up and some of you know that know me know that I still am, can be kind of a bit of a nerd, but I loved science, loved learning about science and you know pretty much everything that went with it. In fact, I was one of those kids that had the chemistry set growing up. Yep, that was me. Hard to believe, I know. But I would pull my chemistry set out and mix the chemicals together, do the experiments. Sometimes they work great and other times not so much. And when they worked, it was pretty exciting and it wanted, and wanted me to keep going and trying more. But when they didn't though, it, was, you know, it was, could be a bit disappointing, but I still kept trying. I didn't give up after a, you know, a few times that it failed. So it's kind of like that with this process. To so view it as a series of experiments. What would happen if you actually responded to that sense that you needed to call someone or text someone? Or what would happen if you took on that project at work? or pursued this idea that you've had in the back of your mind for a long time. And feel free to take it slow. God's not in a hurry to teach you these things, but he does want to. You might be surprised at what happens. I know I get surprised quite a bit, and I have fun with it. I've learned to have fun with it. If you try this, you know, and something amazing happens, I would love to hear about it. Let me know what's, you know, how this is going. Or at the same time, if you feel like you just don't get it, or it's not going anywhere, yeah, let me know that too. You can email me, will at adventurelifeministries.com. And I know there's aspects of this journey that can be frustrating. It can seem like things are going nowhere for a while or very slow. And there's going to be things that we miss, but we just continually agree with God that this is what I want. But maybe I'm missing something. And then I will continue to learn and wait and watch and listen. And then eventually I'll get it. I'll, I'll start seeing these things. And so if we look at that too, you know, that's, what repentance really is. You don't have to grovel and perform various acts to receive forgiveness. Repentance is really just agreeing with God that I've missed something or messed up something and then asked to see more clearly next time. So we've also turned that into rituals, this idea of repentance, instead of just something that should be held within a relationship. And what do you think God desires more? Well, does Scripture have anything to say about that? In Hosea 6, Verse 6, it says, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and an acknowledgment of God rather than burnt offerings. Jesus also quotes this very verse when he's eating with sinners in the New Testament, and the Pharisees are questioning his motives. So even in the Old Testament, what does God say that he desires? He wants mercy over sacrifice. What would you desire more as a parent? I know, maybe a little groveling from time to time. I get it. I would too, but honestly, we just want our kids to see what we see right to really get it because that would curtail a whole lot of arguing and complaining wouldn't it if your child especially when they're little could understand why you're making the decision you are why you're saying no we can't always explain in a way that they would even understand your why at the time but one day they probably will just like one day we may look back and go oh yeah i see it now but i had no idea at the time why god took me that way or maybe go over here, and then I, then I start to see the connections between different circumstances in my life and the different ways that God is moving. And then it just makes sense. We can't always see that. We're not going to always see those things. But there's going to be a lot of times where we look back and we see how God has worked in various situations over various times and circumstances in our life to bring us to the place that we are at today. And when we live this life to continually open space for God in the everyday, it will be one of the most rewarding, fulfilling, crazy, sometimes frustrating, and often challenging adventure that we can have in life. When I was on staff at a local church, I would take time each year and go on a personal spiritual retreat. One year, I decided to go to Santa Fe, and I stayed in a cabin owned by another church in Glorieta, New Mexico, which is just a few miles down the road. I ended up at a coffee shop in Santa Fe for a couple of mornings And I was reading my Bible and journaling one morning, I just felt this nudge from God to go and talk to the barista. In fact, I heard a specific word for her, and I don't know what your faith background is, but this was definitely not a part of mine growing up. I grew up Southern Baptist, and we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit a ton, and certainly not words of knowledge, which is specific insight into another person's life, or words of encouragement, which is attuning to something that someone needs to hear. Both of these would be considered prophetic giftings, and I had little to no experience in these, although I was open at this point to what God wanted and wanted to do through me except this day I really argued with God not allowed mind you that would have caused quite the scene in that little coffee shop but I pretty much refused I was afraid because it was a female barista I even remember her name her name was Sage which is an important piece of this story that I'll get to in a minute but I was afraid that she would think I'm some weird married dude trying to hit on her using the God card or whatever so I sat there for a little while Until I became so uncomfortable that I left. I packed up my things, walked right out the door. And as I was driving towards the cabin where I was staying, I saw a billboard for a hotel. The name of this hotel? The Sage Hotel. Hmm. Probably just a coincidence, I thought. So I decided to stop at a Barnes & Noble on the way that was by the main highway. Try to do some journaling again, but God would just not let it go. I continued to feel those nudges to go encourage this young woman. So I did what any logical person would have done. I went to go rent some snowshoes for a hike I wanted to do the next day. And I've shared before that one of the ways I love spending time and hearing from God is in nature. So I thought it would be a fun adventure to partake in, just to have some me and God time. So I looked up a local shop that rented snowshoes, drove over there to see what they had available for the next day. I parked my car, got out of the car, and as I was walking to the store, I looked back at the back of this pickup parked next to me. It was a sticker for fly rods. The name of the company, Sage. Sage. And that's when I thought, okay, Lord, I'm stubborn, but I'm not stupid. I went ahead, went into the store, rented the snowshoes, and you probably think I headed straight for that coffee shop to visit with Sage. Nope. I chickened out again, but I thought of a loophole. I'll, I'll go buy a card, write a note, go back to the coffee shop, give her the card, and leave. And so that's what I did. I bought a card, wrote what I thought I'd heard God saying to her, and went back to the coffee shop, planning on giving it to her. Only by now, it was closed. So I thought, crud, I missed it. So I ended up wedging the card in the crack in the outer screen door and left. And I was disappointed and felt like I had let God down, that God was disappointed in me. And I was still coming to grips in my own life with that whole, there's no condemnation issue. What I would say now is that, yeah, I missed it. I was too caught up in my own insecurities to really see what God might have had for this young woman. And maybe that card did encourage her. It could have been the case that even had I visited with her, that I would never have known the effect that those words would have had. And that's okay, too. We won't always see the effect of our actions, but sometimes we will. And it's pretty cool when we do. But God doesn't condemn us when we miss it. He is continually inviting us without getting annoyed or frustrated. And there may be times when he's disappointed in our actions, but I don't believe he's ever disappointed in us. He knows we're going to miss it. He knows we won't always see when he's moving. And that's where that grace comes in that Jeff and I were talking about last week. There's an abundant supply of grace to cover all of those things day to day and month to month and year to year. I would say it's kind of like choosing to not to go on a trip with some friends. There's no shame in that, right? But you do miss out. You miss out on the time with friends, the fun, the experiences, and the stories, maybe even an inside joke or two. You miss the blessing of being on that trip, but you're not shamed by your friends. They'll still invite you back. There'll still be other opportunities to go and, and participate. And I believe it's the same with God. He invites us in so that we can receive the blessing of the experience. To know we've encouraged someone or to know we're moving with him and being invited into those situations. Those can be some of the most exhilarating times that I've experienced. And there's no shame in missing the blessing. There are plenty of opportunities for blessings he has in store for us as we continue down this road. As part of this journey, we have to know too that God wants us to have an abundant life. That doesn't mean a life and house filled with riches, things, and possessions, but a life filled with meaning, relationships, faith, joy, hope, peace, and love. And as part of that life, we're called to show others what this abundant life is all about. And so he invites us to share it with him, and he nudges us so that we can share it with others. God will move us into that life along this road, the road that allows for space and margin for God and others, to allow God to move through us at times and see how he's moving around us. The road that's often uncertain, but where we always are with, with the one who knows the end. The road that can be super tough and challenging, but offers peace and joy at the same time. It's a road that begins and ends inside of a relationship with a loving God and Father. It's a road that's not concerned with following rituals and rules. This is the road that I want to go down. How about you? This week, may you learn what it means and what it looks like to see what it takes to make margin for God And the grace to allow yourself to miss it, but to continue to keep trying, yet relaxing into the space where you can see God moving and how he might want to move through you. So grace and peace, my friends, and may you see this week the adventure that God is inviting you into as you continue to enjoy the journey.